it's illuminated baby this is sankofa blue with two yous and one me welcome to alone where we eliminate what is what was where to and why now my name is sankofa blue and i'll be guiding you through an experience of my thoughts it's raw it's funny it's art it's me now update because Maybe I will, maybe I won't, but you know, me, many names. I now have started an Instagram page for my podcast, my podcast slash all things sound healing. So my sound healing events, my actual sound healing videos, which whether that be like words on Wednesdays, which I do on my other page, or if it's EFT tapping, things like that, just all things sound and healing and it's just another space for me so you can join me if you if you want um it's really fun it's gonna be like a magical type of page it's gonna be a loom it's gonna be her home and so i don't know if i asked this on another podcast episode but i think i remember asking like what should i name my a baby she's a mermaid mixed with a light bulb and she's just super cool and she needed a name and so my homegirl Kiera actually helped me come up with the name which she came up with the name for my Instagram page and I was like perfect just perfect altogether and perfect for the name of my logo of the actual being that she is so her name is Alumi Mommy, Alumi Mommy. So maybe I'll start introducing myself as that because she is an extension of me if we didn't already get that um so yeah so there's that it's illuminated oh it's illuminated baby great so we're starting with the quote today this is the quote once you taste the joy of living in beauty and love you no longer find anything captivating about suffering Let me read it again. Once you taste the joy of living in beauty and love, you no longer find anything captivating about suffering. And this is the energy of this episode, okay? But first, greet me first. Damn, greet me first, okay? So this segment is meant to fulfill my own love language, tapping into what I'm feeling and sensing emotionally and energetically. This is me asking myself how I'm feeling, what energy am I feeling, and how I can affirm myself in this moment and through the week. So again, I'm going to have to start with love languages because new things have happened and I have to update you because that's what I do, all right? So I took a love language quiz again because I haven't taken one in a while and surprise, I got new results. (laughs) Now I had a whole act up in the last episode because I was like, how was my intro to the season two of a loom gonna tell you that my my or not tell you that my new love language was receiving gifts how and then now here i am i have new results and my results aren't really even giving like a top situation but i'm gonna tell you and i'm also gonna go through the love languages because i don't think that i've done that yet but quick pause because my hands are feeling real ashy right now i've been pottying all day because i drinks my waters i stay hydrated and i've been drinking my tea so i've been washing my hands out the ass and um 
Yeah, I'm going to go get my moisturizer, but let me plug my moisturizer, okay? Because she's also a listener, a big supporter of my podcast. She actually just started listening to my podcast recently and getting into podcasts in general. So shout out to her. This is Kenya. This is the owner of Beauty Butters, and she has amazing products, you guys. Like I I love shea butter in general, but this is this is definitely my top fave shea butter that I've ever used, okay? And also her body oil. So the shea butter that I got, I think is the coconut and lime. I don't, I think that's the one I got. And then the the body oil that she has is marshmallow and hibiscus infused. Oh my God, guys, the smell, the smell is just freaking magnetic. I had to ask, I was like, is this an aphrodisiac? Because it's giving, it's giving that. It's giving, come smell me. Is giving I'm gonna smell me and I smell amazing so let me find that real quick all right my hands is moisturized now I feel better all right so yes yeah, so we're going into the love languages I just had to quickly plug that because my hands were literally feeling like what's going on here and I just had to tell y'all about beauty butters I always talk about it on my Instagram because I use the product so yes Okay, so love languages. So let me tell you my results and then I'm going to go through the love languages because I talk about it every episode nearly and I thought it would be helpful to share what the love languages are or refresh your memory and this website that I use was different from the first that I used. So I'm going to use that. So here are my results, y'all. <laughs> okay, quality time was the top one, 27%. My second one was physical touch, 23%. Third, words of affirmation, 20%, acts of service, 20%, and last place y'all was receiving gifts. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why, why I understand why that's there, how it shifted, and just, just how that happens, because it, it just makes all the sense, honestly, just with what's happening in my life. So I think with that said, let me just start there. I think it's important to know that your love languages shift and also they're different within different relationships. So what you receive from one person, if that's like maybe you're from your parent, from your lover, from your friend, maybe from your coworkers or whatever, and also how you give to them, is gonna be different amongst those those different people. And also they can shift. If we if we dive into the coworker example, then think about, okay, there's this person that maybe like always brings you coffee or they always prepare coffee or tea or something like that. And like that feels really good for you. And so in turn, you, I don't know, maybe they really like pins because I really like pins. So maybe they, they, they always give you pins, colored pins and such, or like a calligraphy pin or whatever. And so that's like y'all's relationship, but maybe you go to a different work site or maybe in another side hustle or another form of income, like y'all have a, you have a different relationship with your coworkers there. And so you're not looking for tea from them. You're not like, dang, where my tea at? You're more like, we ride together to meetings. And so typically they ride, I give them gas money, you know, st stuff like that. There's just different things. Or like when we're in the car, we play music and that's how we bond. And that's something that's very special for me. But the relationship and the love language is going to look different between those two coworkers and those two different co-working environments. So that's just an example. So I've already told you my results. Again, gifts was the last. Quality time was the first. I've never really had or named quality time or recognized quality time to be my top one. But also, like I said, I'm going to get into why and how I know this to be true for, for my current life right now. 
So I'm going to go through the love languages because this website gave really good information on each one. So let's start with quality time. It says, in quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby makes you feel truly special and loved. Distraction, postponed activities, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time talking with someone else or doing activities together, you deepen your connection with others through sharing time. Physical touch. A person whose primary language is physical touch is, not surprisingly, very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, and thoughtful touches on the arm, they can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to you, okay? Words of affirmation. Actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the word the world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirit skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up. Acts of service. Can helping with homework really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. When others serve you out of love and not obligation, you feel truly valued and loved. Receiving gifts. Don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on love, on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are heartfelt symbols to you of someone else's love and affection for you. All right, so those are the five love languages. Let me drink some water because, hold on. Okay, so let's recap. Quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, okay? Those are the five. So I took this um, quiz from the fivelovelanguages.com and I'll put it in the show notes for you to um, take yourself. Also, it's really cool because when I took it, it has a love language profile for singles, for people in a relationship, and I don't know if they had other ones, but those they have those different tiers for it. And I thought that was pretty cool. And because I'm a visual person, the way that they have the percentages and like the color wheel of like your different love languages is pretty cool to me as well. And um, yeah, I really like that they just spelled things out. The, the website is really nice. So I encourage you to retake your quiz if you didn't use this specific page and also if it has been a while and to consider how your love languages look um, and how they are fulfilled and how you give within them in your relationships, your different relationships. 
So yeah, so I, you know, when I was first working on the outline of this, of this podcast episode, I was like, let me, let me change this because I feel like it's just not, it's just not the same. I don't know. So here's a story that I know to have affected my love languages. So like I said, the other day it was gifts and now it's not. So recently I ended a relationship with a friend and um, it's a guy. We were not in a romantic relationship, at least not on my end. Um, We recently started hanging out more because I am preparing to move. Um, Mom, if you listen to this one, I know I haven't told you yet, but that's because because and we can talk about that later but um yeah I'm preparing for a move to a different state and um he was like okay you know I'm really upset about that or you're like you know I feel a type of way about it and I want to make sure that I spend more time with you before you go type of thing I'm like okay cool so while we were doing this you know hanging out more and just even with us reconnecting as friends because we've been friends for like two years and we had a break um I don't know, I guess a year ago at this point, and we reconnected during 2021. And so during the course of 2021, a few months ago, he had reconnected with a, like an ex-girlfriend or like someone that used to like him while they were in school. I don't know. So he was dating them. Now, this guy obviously had some feelings for me and I just was not there, um, but he was showing me, he was just a really good friend overall, like prior to him giving me or beefing up his giving me gifts. I just really valued our relationship, which we had a conversation about. I was crying on the phone and everything. So it was a really special moment and it was definitely true. So he holds weight. Let's just keep it at that. And so, but I just didn't have feelings, romantic feelings for him. And at the same time, I was like, okay, maybe I should explore this and just like, just take my time with myself. Like while I, I'm pretty sure I don't want a relationship with him in that, in that way. Maybe I'm missing something, you know, they say the guy's supposed to like you more and all that, but just ultimately there were some just main things that I just did not want as far as my relationship. And that's why women and men is so important for you to be clear about what you want in a, in a relationship without thinking about, ah, oh, this is impossible. Or like, this has never been seen before or whatever restrictions and limitations you have on your ideal and fantasy relationship. Like, don't do that. Don't cut your, don't cheat yourself. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship now, or if you are looking to welcome a relationship in soon or whenever that is, just either way, be clear on that. So that when it comes, you can either be like, that's not it. Or when it comes, it's like, oh, that's it. I recognize that because that's what I want. So yeah. So anyways, he had reconnected with this lady, lady friend. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm off the hook. So they're dating. Like he's talked to me about it and everything. I'm like, this is cool. Like I like this, like this friendship. And so, yeah. So then something happened to where they were no longer talking. So somehow he just hopped back on to me. And I'm like, what? Now, wait a damn moment. If you could see my movements, it's a gift, okay? You what how are we hopping on to me? So that was something that definitely ended the relationship for me. Even though that didn't happen then, it's something that I reflected on later and was like, okay, yeah, I didn't I don't like how you shifted onto me as if like, oh, that didn't work out. Okay, let me go ahead and real for real p- pursue her. And without telling me type of thing, like if these are your intentions, then you need to say that. 
But anyway, so yeah, he's someone who would give me gifts a lot, like really thoughtful gifts, like just random stuff. Like I would come up to my door and I would have a gift or he would let me know because he couldn't hold secrets. He would be like, oh, I have something coming your way type of thing. So I'm like, okay, cool, great. Like I've never had asked him for anything as far as gifts are concerned. And even outside of that, the other things that I had asked him for were things that I really needed. And that was towards the beginning of us reconnecting. Um, Actually, that was essentially how we reconnected. And so, um, because he would always say, Hey, I'm always rooting for you, that type of thing. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me see if you're still rooting for me because I do need your help. If you can't help me totally. Okay. Like either way we had a conversation and he let me know that he could help me. So that was that. So yeah. So moving forward, um, the things that I did ask him for recently, like within the last couple months, I asked him to one, help me or to pay for this this course, this EFT tapping course with Gala Darling. And this is the first time that she was offering it. She like brought it up out of nowhere. And then the payment frame was like two weeks, if that. And the course was like $4,000. So I'm like, in the payment plans, I'm like, I can't do that right now. So let me see, because also he was helping me with my business and like with structure and like investing and things like that. And so I'm like, okay, this is a business investment. And are you able to do it? If not, totally fine. It's a short period of time. Like it's totally cool. But like, at least I can ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. So I did. And he was like, "Mm, I have to think about that. That's probably going to be a no because X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, just thought I'd ask. And so I'm like, okay, well, since that's not going to work, because also recently he was like, you know, anything you need, just let me know or whatever you want. Let me know which I had to talk to my therapist about and also later talk to him about. And that's a whole nother thing, which I won't get into. But anyways, I was like, okay, well, not that. Then how about this instead? It's cheaper. You can consider it a business investment too, kind of, sort of, um, because I want it, I want laser hair removal. And so as a muse, as someone who does photo shoots and things like I would like to be primped and proper and not have to worry about getting a wax and things and all of that, like, let me just get the laser and that's on the business side. And then also personally, like I have chin hair. I don't know what happened to my hormones. I'm still going to be, still need to spend some time and figuring out like what the fuck happened with my, my hormones, because I've never had this much chin hair and it's annoying and threading it every so often. It's just like, okay, that's cool, but I just need a more permanent fix. So yeah, there's that. Then I have my happy trail and then just my bikini line and my butt, you know, like those are some things that I wanted to get done. So I asked him about that. And he's like, okay, well, first off, he did the whole dude thing. Like, you don't need to do that because it's like, sir, nobody asked you. That's, that's number one. Okay. Can you do it or not? Okay. So that was that. Um, and he was like, okay, we'll get back to me on it and we'll see. Cause really I was just looking for the down payment to get it started. And then I could pay like a monthly fee. But he asked me like what the full thing is. Um, And I'm like, okay, well, this is a full thing. This is also what I just need type of thing. So he could have done either or if he had the means. So a couple weeks been by and like they had another special. And I'm like, hey, just checking in. Like, you know, is this something that you can do or not? And he's like, I thought that you, I thought I said that I couldn't do it. And I'm like, "Mm, actually, I thought you said the opposite. I thought you said that you would think about it and, you know, to, to get back with you. So that's what I did. So that was a whole conversation and okay, cool. So later on, so these are the only two things I brought this up because these are the only two things that I've asked for. Then rewind uh, maybe a couple weeks later from that, I 
asked him to get a pedicure, asked him to pay for my mani and pedi, which he's only done once before, which was him offering. I didn't, I don't think I asked, um, but whether I did or not, it's a small thing. So he did pay for it the first time. So then I asked him again because I had a concert or I was dancing at the Master P concert and I'm like, ooh, my nails are just looking a little crazy. You know, they weren't horrible, but I might've had like some shellac missing or my cuticles were just grown out. I don't know. And so I'm like, okay, do you, do you, can you do this for me? And I had asked via text message and I kind of needed it done like that day or the next day or something like that. I don't know. And he just responded very short and that's unlike him. And so like the energy was completely different. So I'm like, okay, well, he just like let it go over his head in, in the way that he responded. I've deleted the thread at this point, so I can't go back to it for a specific reference. But essentially, again, it was just a very short response. Like, um, I don't remember, but either way, I just didn't like the energy. So I'm like, okay, well, he's not going to do it. That's totally fine, whatever. And so, yeah, so he had already planned our next meetup date situation, whatever you want to call it. We went to Cirque du Soleil. He had already told me he had, he got VIP tickets. Cool. Like, I'm already excited because I've never been before. He's never been before, I believe. And he was just, you know, that's just how he do. He wanted VIP tickets, which granted us closer seats and, like, uh, opportunity to be, like, in this VIP room with, like, snacks and such. And, like, you could take a picture with the Cirque du Soleil people, that type of thing. So the whole getting the nails done and that weird energy with that happened right before us going to Cirque du Soleil, like, a couple days before. And so, um, I remember us having a conversation on FaceTime, he FaceTimed me and I feel like I'm giving a lot of details, but it's hard for me to not tell the full story and it's my podcast. Okay. But, um, there was just a series of events that happened to where there was just weird energy and a lack of understanding about the nails. And I was taking it a, a certain type of way because one, you responded oddly to the message. Okay, cool. Then we, um... I forgot what happened after that, but just another thing happened via FaceTime because I just was really kind of feeling away about it, obviously, and he just was not really catching on to that at all, but was excited about other things. I'm like, sir, you were just, <laughs> I don't know where your head is at. You're not, you're not picking up on the cues here. And so I, I eventually said explicitly like what was going on and that was a whole conversation. And so I didn't even know if we were going to actually go to the Cirque du Soleil because again, that happened right before. So we ended up going to Cirque du Soleil and it was a good time. Like I really enjoyed it. And, um, my, my nails were still not done at this point. <laughs> so I, that was just a thing, you know, mind you, I've now we've had a whole conversation about this and the reasons why you were acting short with me or being short with me because you had some personal things going on. Okay, cool. We've cleared that up. Um, I've expressed like what the nail situation is with me, like what that means for me, which I've talked about to him before like before he ever even got my nails done just on some like I had got my nails done this is when I had acrylics you know type of thing so that was months ago so yeah so here we are now my nails still are not done at the Cirque du Soleil thing we leave we are exiting the little Cirque du Soleil room and he's like let's get some souvenirs let's get you some souvenirs I'm like okay like whatever I don't really care like I just had an amazing experience just being there so if you want to give me some souvenirs okay cool I'm a water bottle person. I like water bottles. So that was the first thing that I saw. And I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Cool. I'll get the water bottle. And he's like, oh, what about this? 
And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is cool too. And so he essentially is just like egging me on to get all these different things. And I just really was not pressed about it. But at that point, I was feeling slightly petty and slash like, oh, okay, well, if you want to give me gifts and, uh, gifts and stuff, then like, cool, I'll go ahead and get them. So here he's like, oh, what about this t-shirt? What about this bag? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I like bags too. So I just had a bag full of stuff. The total was $250, somewhere in there, $200 to $300. It wasn't at $300, but somewhere in that median. And I'm just like, this is really odd because all I wanted was my nails done, which is less than $200. So how how that work? So we went to dinner after, <laughs> after Cirque du Soleil. And he ends up asking me, like, you know, we good now? You know, and I'm like, hmm. Not really, because still my nails aren't done. <laughs> and we've had this conversation a few times now about the nail thing. And I'm just not understanding why the second time we cleared up the situation that you didn't offer to get my nails done or simply say, like, I, I'm not paying for that type of thing. And that's what I told him. I'm like, I would have preferred just like a clear answer of yes or no. And you did not do that. And even in us having that conversation at dinner, he still was not getting it. And I, they really tested my patience, y'all. And thank God for EFT tapping and just the healing work I've done because I just, I, I exhibited a lot of patience because again, we had a long conversation on FaceTime prior to Cirque du Soleil about this stuff. You didn't get it. I got what you were saying, but you didn't get what I was saying on multiple accounts in that conversation. Now, here we are again, talking about it again. You're still not getting it. And so I ended up being able to, thankfully, because of him getting me those gifts at Cirque du Soleil and us having that experience, I was able to use it as an example of what I was meaning. I'm like, sir, you've gotten me many gifts in the course of our relationship that I've never asked for. And what you're telling me now is like, you like to do things, you know, thoughtful things like, okay, like I came up with this cool thing and I thought of you, so I wanted to get you this gift. Cool, there's nothing wrong with that. I love those gifts. And also, I'm asking for this gift, which is less than the gifts that you just got me from Cirque du Soleil. So, sir, t- please tell me how that means. Tell me, tell me how that works because it's not connecting for me, and it's obviously not connecting for you. So he ended up getting the picture and cashed up me the money the next day to get my nails done. Thank you, sir. I don't know why that was so hard, but I'm glad that you actually really understand what I was saying. And yeah, so long story, not short. <laughs> This is what brought me to um, where I'm at now with like, okay, gift giving or receiving gifts. Like that's really not a big thing. Like, yes, you've exposed me to like, okay, yes, I really actually do love gifts. And I also have a type of gift that I want to receive and ask for. And I want that gift. If you can't get it from me, okay, cool. Like, you know, if you want to give me other gifts in the meantime, just because like I totally accept them, but I want you to understand like the things that I actually like and the things that I will want to receive as gifts. Because nobody wants to receive a gift that they don't want or that they, you know, like they actually really wanted something else, but you got them this instead after they've expressed exactly what they want. Like, that's weird. So that's where I am with the gifts. And now quality time is higher because, in a new thing, because I, I realized was as I was taking the quiz, like the type of questions they were asking made me think of my sister and we have been spending a lot more quality time together over the holidays and, and prior to the holidays, but specifically uh, right before Thanksgiving, into Thanksgiving and um, 
it's just been really nice because since we haven't moved or since we have moved out of our parents' homes, like we, we just don't spend a lot of time together. And like with her new work positions and things and her promotions, like she just has a lot more responsibility at work and she's just really busy. So, you know, since we've just both been apart, it's just always like, I miss my sister. My sister's my best friend. So, you know, it was just hard and it was just really nice to spend a lot more time with her. And, um, yeah. Also with the physical touch, um, just quick add the way that guy physically touched me just on a, not even, again, it wasn't romantic or, um, like explicit type of touches, but just like the touch, the grazes on the arms and things It just weren't, it wasn't connecting for me. It wasn't landing. Like we just genuinely did not have chemistry that way. And he didn't understand that either. And that was also another reason why I had to end that friendship because it was just like, why aren't you seeing that I'm not interested in kissing you? Like you're not getting energy from me, but yet you're just really into it. Sir, get the fuck off of me. So yeah, it was just beginning to be very uncomfortable. And so I had to end it for those reasons. And so if you're listening to this somehow, sir, then that's why. Um, and um, yeah, we're just going to keep it pushing from there. And uh, yeah, because I, I blocked him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a black queen, but those are the reasons that I had to block him amongst other things. I talked about this with my therapist. It was good. And um, yeah, I, I'm going to close out that love language session there. Um, I didn't expect it to be that long, but hey, here we are. Hey y'all, just popping in here. Um, there's a lot of things that I left out of this story. And while I gave y'all different details and enough details about this story and how I got to where I was with the love languages. I just wanted to say that, that I left out a lot of things. And so maybe this story looks a little bit shady or like there's something missing, or I may seem a sort of way, like it's just, she was chipping about the nails. Like it was more than that. And there's more pieces to that, but for the sake of time, and I was already talking fast enough, which I'm hearing as I'm replaying this, I just needed to leave it at that so that you got the gist of how the love language thing of the gifts went from number one to number five. So um, I think that's all I wanted to add into there. Um, Okay, y'all enjoy the rest. Okay, bye. Hey again. Uh, Also apologies for saying type of thing multiple times. Not sure what that's about, but thanks for bearing with me. I think that was all that I was going to say. I know one of the things that I was going to add on to my last statement is essentially don't judge me. And if you're judging me, then judge your mama. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay. So let's move forward to wrap up my this segment, okay? The topic of the show today relates to the pain of discomfort. And so that last piece actually was me um, working my way to that because we have to examine what's uncomfortable for us and and how it makes us feel, you know, and how we're going to rectify that and move forward. Like, you know, we have a whole thing of like embracing the uncomfort when it comes to like executing goals and setting goals and things like that. Okay, cool. But when it comes to to our boundaries, like our personal boundaries and things, or, and even up leveling too, like we have to figure out why things are uncomfortable, where the discomfort is at and seeing if it's worth us sticking in it or not. And that was not worth me sticking in it because yeah, so I'm not even gonna go back into that, but that was, I had to recognize that there was pain in 
being uncomfortable with those things. It's time for us to really connect the dots between us, what we're feeling and our discomfort. And like I said, if it's worth us sticking in it or not, because we don't want to compromise our health to appease others. Compromising our relationships with our intuition leads to a disunion with our mind, body, and soul. And then we wonder why the way we feel we do, why we don't know how we feel, why we can't attract the relationships the relationships that our higher self is yearning for and our needs. And it's because we aren't listening. And that's ultimately what it comes to. When we are experiencing pain and anything, we are experiencing discomfort. We have to take time to listen and really get to the root of things. And this goes for everybody and everything. We can't allow ourselves and put ourselves in positions to feel pain. Okay, feel pain. For example, it could be eating disorders on a macro or micro level. And, and for instance, to dive into that, I, I get acid reflux and heartburn if I eat like red, tomato-y, citrusy foods, especially at the wrong time, specifically like after 3 p.m. I'm going to experience that. And it's not a comfortable feeling at all. Like it messes with my sleep and it just messes with how I feel. And it's not a good feeling. So no, even if I'm like overeating things, like I'm going to feel full or like overly full and just, just dampen my energy is just dampen and that's not a good feeling like okay was it really that good ayan were you even paying attention to how you were eating like when you were just picking up chip chip after chip or eating each scoop of ice cream after each scoop when were you actually done okay okay another example is um if we went out late like if you have a certain amount of hours that you need for rest and you decide to go out late and you know good and well, you got work tomorrow, you have this activity tomorrow, and if you go out late, you're not going to get that sleep. Mind you, if you go out late and drink, then you're going to wake up without enough sleep, and your energy is going to be low because you, you're losing, you're losing um, the hydration, or you're just dehydrated <laughs> from drinking, okay? Another example, choosing to go somewhere when you're on your cycle. I've experienced twice going out on the first day of my cycle specifically and feeling uncomfortable, feeling anxious, you know, or being feeling irate because I'm dealing with people and it's like, girl, you could have stayed at home. That's it. <laughs> All right. You know, if you're feeling anxious when you invite people over, if you're, um, there's just so many, there's just so many examples of how we allow ourselves to be uncomfortable for no freaking reason. And it's painful. So why are you choosing pain? You know, you know the result of what you're doing. So why continue that cycle? Especially if you have these other goals that aren't in alignment with these, these habits. When, when do you, when do we say cut the shit? Delete all that shit. Delete all that shit. Okay. It's time to do that. So let's dive deeper into the message because what I have to say matters. Okay, let me take a quick moment to tell you, please share this podcast with someone that you love, someone that's new in your life, someone that you feel like would need this and really enjoy this. I so appreciate all the reviews that I have thus far. I definitely want to beef this up and um, y'all's reviews matter to me. I really do appreciate them. Words of affirmation has always been on the top side of my love languages. Um, and as you heard, it's now in third place or wherever it is, but I really appreciate your reviews and it helps the growth of this podcast. 
And so, yeah, rate, review, subscribe if you're listening on Apple. Um, If you're listening to any other streaming platform that allows you to review, please do it. And um, yeah, again, just share with somebody. Share the wealth. Share the laughs. Share the lessons. All the things. It's a loomy. It's a loomy mommy. (laughs) So let's dive deeper into the message. We're going into the segment of what I have to say, because what I have to say matters. All the things that I said prior to mattered, okay? They mattered. They had they had messages. All right, so this segment channels source messages that were resonant for the week prior, the week I'm growing into, or simply a message of the moment. So this episode, again, is about purpose and pain and all the things. And this originated from me starting to read Yoga Sutras again. Um, and that was last week on the 19th of December, which I started reading the sutras again. And I'm finding consistency, uh, working on consistency and reading that daily because they're really fulfilling. So let's start here. What are sutras? What are yoga sutras? Ultimately, yoga sutras are like yogic scriptures, just like you have scriptures in any religious text or whatever they may be called in different religious texts. This is the same for the practice of yoga. So there is, this is a sacred text that means to welcome you back to your divine nature as a divine being. That's what all the sutras are meant for, which could definitely be the same as any other religious text. So yes, again, the yoga sutras are meant to welcome you back to your divine nature as a divine being. This episode's topic of purpose and pain versus purpose and emotion originally stemmed from listening to another favorite podcast and... As we know, we have the ability to agree or disagree or resonate or not with what other people say. And so in this podcast, which I don't remember if I finished the podcast, but I I just know that I wasn't resonating with the message of there being purpose in our pain or the purpose of pain. Hashtag like beauty in the struggle. And actually, when I went home the other day, um, one of my parents, I don't know who made it, but there was like a plaque, like an art piece that said like the struggle... Uh, I can't remember exactly, but it's just something about the struggle welcoming us into our success or something like that, or like the struggle got got me to where I am today type of thing. And it's just like, okay, there's truth in that. Like essentially we just go through things, whether it's a struggle or a pain or simply a lesson, a triumph, an obstacle, whatever it is, like that was part of the process. And in the end, we got a result. We were successful. It was just part of the thing. That doesn't mean that that specific thing granted you success. Like I feel like, and what I'm trying to get at here is that we don't have to go through struggles or wait for struggles to come or expect pain in order for us to achieve success. Like that's not the marker. That's not the checkpoint. And so that's why I need to go back to the starting quote here. Okay. Once you taste the joy of living in beauty and love, you no longer find anything captivating about suffering. There, there's nothing captivating about that, not for me, and I don't want that to be the case for you either. So I wanted to start from this message, start with this message from myself to you. Um, this popped up while I was reading the Yoga Sutras on Monday, and so I told myself while I was reading, I was like, there is no rush, because I was noticing myself like reading faster and like doing this reading stuff that doesn't work for me, and that's why I like struggle with reading sometimes. Like I'm still learning how to learn and learning how to read and like getting out of my own way. 
And astrologically right now, Chiron is in Aries and that's actually where my Chiron placement is. And it has to do, well, Chiron for one is a either a meteoroid or asteroid as opposed to like a planet, actual planet. And it's often coined the wounded healer. So it's something that's within you that like, it's kind of like this overarching theme of this is what you struggle with. This is like a pain point for you that you like are always trying to get through. And so that's something that you may want to dive into to kind of see what that pain point is for you and see if it really resonates. Like, actually, there is a thing. And so mine has to do with like expression and speaking and like getting your message across and being able to like overcome like some throat chakra things, essentially. And so, um, yeah, that's even something that I had to work through, which is like this podcast, (laughs) With me starting the second season, with me getting to this episode, like I literally wrote down today, preparation versus perfection. And I, it must be a subconscious thing because I'm not even really trying to chase perfection, but there's just a lot of things that go with that. And I don't want to get into it right now. So let's stay on topic here. So yeah, so Chiron is currently in Aries. And so while I was reading, I had to tell myself, okay, like there's no need to rush. Even speaking right now, there's no need to rush. Y'all can pause this if you want to and come back or whatever you do what you do. This is for me. And I'm, I'm sharing the message with you. So it reminded me of a poem that I wrote a while ago, and this is just a piece of it. So it says, loving when I speak slowly, this whisper, this moan of my voice uncontrols me. And that's the main line. The rest follows as pencil to cassette tape wound. I am in motion. Rivers, streams, oceans, lakes, holding, caves covered, reflective surfaces, blues and mirrors have been stamped and addressed, written orifice, messages, vision clearer. So that's the poem, okay? But that first line is what really came to me once again. And it was interesting because the part that I was reading says this. Sutras, when repeated aloud in sequence, the rhythm of the words leads us to an understanding greater than one, greater than each one could elicit individually. And so it was then that I honored my rhythm in incanting, incanting these sutras in the contents of the book. So all that to say, as far as the message of the weekend things is do what's best for you by following your own rhythm. Trust in your abilities and also challenge yourself to adopt a new rhythm. See what you can sustain and then build upon that. So also, I want to give a word of the day because this was also part of my sutra reading. And the word of the day of this episode is humility. With humility and open heart and mind, we embrace the sacred study of yoga. That's one of the sutras. With humility and an open heart and mind, we embrace the sacred study of yoga. And yoga is the uniting of consciousness, knowing and embodying your divinity, in the heart. Yoga is the uniting of consciousness in the heart. Okay? So that's another message of the day. So let's go ahead and get into the juice, the water. All right? We starting with this. It's the pain that has purpose, not the purpose that is weighted by pain. Let that sit. It's the pain that has purpose, not the purpose that is weighted by pain. 
What if we relive the events of pain to reveal the truth? If we took the time to write it, speak it out loud to ourselves or with the guide, therapist, allowing ourselves to feel the frequency, the truth of it, and to rationalize it. The thing is, the pain needs your undivided attention. Especially as we move into 2022. Excuse my dramatic uh, pauses. (laughs) Okay, so, so yeah, so we're moving into the year of 2022. And I have to ask, did y'all see that meme, that Princess Diaries meme that says, when you realize 2022 spelled out is essentially the year 2022, like also, oh my God, (laughs) we don't want that. So that's why it's time to reflect back on some of those 2020 pains and also 2021 pains and give them your light, give them the light, give them your attention. Because we don't want a purpose that is weighted by pain. We want to see the purpose within the pain. If we're going with this whole theme of like, there's purpose in the pain and all the things, okay? Yes, we go through struggles. We go through things. And again, this doesn't necessarily determine if we are successful or not. It's, it's just ultimately, okay, This we had a moment of pain. Okay, we need to actually sit with that pain and be like, okay, what, what was this teaching me? What's the lesson here? So that I can use this lesson to make purposeful movements that will grant me success. Does that make sense? Y'all, I can't hear y'all responding, but I hope that makes sense, okay? We got to reflect on the pain, the struggles that we've experienced Again, as we move into 2022, we got to reflect on these pains and struggles that may still be lingering, that still may be stuck and stagnant inside of you from 2020, from 2021, from 2010, from 2000, whatever it is, it's time to really dive deep into that. And it's not a matter of like, okay, well, today right now is the 28th. It's not a matter of like, I got to do all this before 20, before January, like calm down. It doesn't all have to happen in the span of three days of a month of whatever time frame, but you have to make time, intentional time to really dive into these lessons through therapy, through self-therapy, through journaling, through EFT tapping, through whatever it is to really uncover the truths within your pain, to uncover the lessons to uh, so that you can move forward with purpose to experience that success. Again, does that make sense? I got my hand to my ear. Uh, I got my hand to my ear, listening for that yes or no. Okay, so hopefully as I continue, it makes more sense. Yeah, I just really think it's time for us to really, to really dive into the to these pain points. Okay, because there's just so much that's that could happen again in 22 with like the new variant, which sounds like a transformer. You know, I just it's just it's just time. We have to set ourselves up for greatness by spending this intentional time with our wounds and the lessons that come with them. Who knows what will happen? And we just got to be ready. We got to stay ready, okay? We have to figure out those things. We have to dive into the things that were suppressed pre and post the original Covisha because we're moving forward, okay? We're moving forward. 2020 is the... See? 2020. 2022. That's the problem because it's, it sounds the same. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. But 2022 is the year. I've done a lot of healing work this, this year in 2021. But anyways, back to my question. Back to my what if question. 
which was, what if we relive the events of pain to reveal the truth? Okay. And I think a common way in which we perform this task of reliving the pain is venting. Now, obviously I did a little venting in the beginning for a purpose. And that's, the, and that's, a, that's a point. That's a point. Okay. Y'all not hearing me though. Okay. So yeah, I feel like venting is definitely a way of reliving the pain. And in my opinion, venting is not the most transformational option in revealing our truth because it can only do so much or so little, but that's also dependent on the capacity or quality of your emotional training or maturity. I believe there are two forms or paths in venting. One is by viewing the actual moment as spirit, your spiritual self, or as a viewer out of your body versus, or on the other hand, still existing in the actual moment within the mind and body without seeing both sides, without seeing the truth, right? So I feel like those are those two perspectives and those two ways you can vent. And so I want you to take a little quick moment to think about your most recent venting sessions. Okay, whatever it was about, it could have been work-related, relationship with your friend, homie, lover, parents, family, whatever situation that happened while you were shopping, whatever it is, take a quick moment to think about, you can pause this, just think about your most recent venting sessions and what they were like. I want you to breathe on that. I want you to breathe in those moments and recall what your venting sessions mostly consist of. I'm sure for some of us, someone is tired of you venting to them and furthermore, not handling the problem, not getting to the root, not seeking guidance and help in order to get to the root, get to the root and solve the problem. Just like that girl on cell in Tampa who was making all them excuses and was not hearing nobody and was just so hurt. Are you that girl? <laughs> Don't be that girl. It's okay if you're that girl, but you get the get the guidance, okay? You gotta take a moment. That's why we're taking this moment to breathe on it. Is this you? It's okay if it's you, girl. We we all we all have that time. I've been there. I could still be there for all I know. However, I do have tools that I'm aware of to help me work through this venting, to help me work through these pain points, to help me clarify what happened, you know, and see the truth in it and alchemize the pain, the pain's lesson into power. Okay, so this is the tip to actually do that. Here's a tip to clarify the pain, see the truth in it and alchemize the pain's lesson into power. Here's a tip. Imagine yourself as a bystander or a people watcher, someone who's just, you know, you're just kind of around, who gets to see the rawness of the painful event. You get to see the body language, you get to hear the speech, hear the pauses, hear the voice inflections, the whispers, all the different things of that painful moment. So as that bystander, see the pain, analyze the pain, And speak that out loud in your venting or expressing. Does that make sense? As that bystander, see the pain, analyze the pain from this perspective as you speak out loud in your venting or expressing. So you're reliving the pain by being this bystander opposed to 
existing in yourself or being in your body to be like, let me go back to the moment. Like, cause that could be, that could be daunting. That could be scary to be like, I don't want to go back to that moment. But I mean, you do it every time you vent about it. If you are actually expressing it, because there is that too. You could be in a state of suppression of like, okay, this painful moment happened. I ain't about to tell nobody about it. I'm not about to relive it. Think about it. But subconsciously, your mind is like, hey, girl, remember that thing that happened? Or, hey, dude, remember that thing that happened the other day? Or whenever it happened, like, you never actually spend time with that. And it actually would be helpful if you did so that we can move forward and so that you don't attract that same type of painful moment again. Or take that into your next relationships, again, whether romantic, platonic, work-related, whatever. You don't want to see that again. And if you do see it again, you want to be able to respond from a place of awareness. You don't want to re- respond from a place of you don't want to respond from a place of pain again. This is why understanding and valuing your emotions and seeing the correlation and the difference between purpose and emotion and purpose and pain is so vital. When we think about our energetic body and our emotional body. And these painful events, again, no matter the magnitude of what the pain is, it's important to recognize the emotions that are tied to that. And so that's why we view these instances. That's why I'm suggesting viewing these instances as a bystander. And even if you're experiencing it from a more aware spirit body level of looking within and going back to that moment and Noticing, okay, this is what I was feeling at the time. This is the emotions that came up. Then I started to react like this. I started yelling or so-and-so started yelling and then my body felt shook. I felt scared. I felt fear. I felt sadness. I felt disappointment. Really being able to identify the emotions that you were feeling will help you to uncover the truth of that pain, to uncover the boundaries that need to be made, to recognize the ways in which you could have taken a pause, to breathe, and then express what you needed to say without, from a loving manner and a loving tone, or at least in a softer tone opposed to yelling or opposed to being completely avoidant. What was the emotion tied there that had you suppressing your emotions? What was that tied to outside of that, that experience? Because if you decided to suppress your emotions there, there could be history with within that relationship and that communication style that you have with that person. And or it could be tied to other relationships you've had in the past where you felt like, you know what, I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna leave it here and that person's never gonna know, you know? Or they're not gonna understand what it is that you've tried to say in the past about that experience, about the reason why you choose to shut down. Because they don't have that emotional maturity. They don't have that emotional awareness within themselves. They're not intuitively led and um, they're just not intuitively in tune with themselves to recognize like, okay, I actually have no clue what she is saying. She or he is saying, I'm not understanding why they feel the need to be quiet and I never understand what they're saying or supposedly they say that I don't understand what they're saying. So I need to actually check myself and see like, what what is it that I'm not grasping about what my partner or this person is saying about me? Saying, you know, in regards to their feelings, their emotions. 
and moving from that space. So we definitely have to take time to dive into the emotions and find the purpose in that, which is where the truth is. And that's, and that's centered around the painful event. So try that. Listen, listen to yourself like that as that bystander and see if that helps. See if that's something that's useful. Hitting you with another quote now. What you are is what you have been. What you will be is what you do now. That's by Laura Buddha, supposedly. That was in the uh, Yoga Sutra book that I'm reading. Reading it again. What you are is what you have been. And what you will be is what you do now. Everything is perception. And that's why this day's sutra is so good and so pleasantly simple. Um, The sutra that I shared was... With humility and open heart and mind, we embrace the sacred study of yoga. And yoga is the uniting of consciousness, consciousness being knowing and embodying your divinity in the heart. Okay, so we're using yoga to unite our consciousness in the heart. Those are the two sutras. Okay, those are both really simple. And so within those sutras, the main message was listening, reflecting, and experiencing. And it's only fair that I mention on the contrary that there's allowing, negating, and ignoring. Like allowing things to happen on repeat, negating the actual truth, ignoring the necessity and uh, the time needed to give your pain attention, to give that painful moment attention and see the truth in it, right? And so I actually have, um, let me find it. Let me find it. There is another part of the sutra that um, goes into this. Where, where is it? So yes. Well, the message that we have with the contrary side of listening, reflect, or just with both, with listening, reflecting, and experiencing, and then on the contrary, allowing things to happen on repeat, negating the truth, and ignoring the need to spend time with the pain, here's a quote. As we embrace each subsequent sutra, we hope to uncover that which is obscuring this truth and come closer to living by it. As we embrace each subsequent sutra, we hope to uncover that which is obscuring this truth and come closer to living by it. And we want to live by the truth. So opposed to letting things just fly and just be and not return to it and give it some light, ask it when it comes, ask it after it happens, ask it if it comes up again. Why are you here? What are you, what are you trying to teach me? What is it that you need me to know? What is it that you're trying to teach my soul, teach my, my body, my spirit, teach every aspect of me so that we can integrate and alchemize this pain into power? We have to get inquisitive. Maybe I talked about that in the last episode because we talked about alchemy a lot, you know? We have to really spend time with these things. And um, yeah, we just have to do that. Okay, so so instead of planning and expecting this pain point as we're moving forward in our dreams and our goals and our endeavors and such, we can now operate from a place of awareness and presence, you know? 
We don't have to expect pain and the other shoe to drop, you know, just because this is this has been the story for us or this has been the story for somebody else who's on the same journey or a similar journey or something com- completely different. You don't have to expect that. You can instead, going back to that first quote, live in the beauty, taste the joy of living in the beauty and love. You no longer have to find anything captivating about suffering about suffering being a part of the story, about suffering being a part of your success. Things are going to happen. Challenges are going to happen. Obstacles will come. And they'll look different at every stage if we allow ourselves to grow and evolve and to view pain in a different lens and to spend time with our healing and see the lessons and the lessons and the truth in the, in the pain so that we don't experience that level of pain, that type of pain again. And even if it does happen, you'll know how to, you'll know how to be with it next time. It won't be as hard for you to move through that pain because it's like, okay, I've, I've seen that before. It's repeating again for whatever reason. Like, let me spend time with that now so that I can up level myself. Like we don't have to repeat things over and over and over again. Like, do you get the message or not? Okay. So as we move forward in our plans of purpose, know that the pain isn't the checkpoint. You don't have to expect pain to be a part of the route, especially to the degree in which the degree in which it has occurred before. You don't have to prep your heart and your body for the other shoe to drop. You can prep the heart and the body to receive and reap the blessings of listening closely as you make choice after choice after choice. You don't have to expect that shit to happen in order for you to succeed, okay, babe? In our becoming, our listening and reflecting and experience, we will form new levels of recognition, cognitive healing, and this is all through the mirrors around us. The mirrors being the lessons, the people involved, the environments, the aesthetics. This will all be mirrored back to you, back to us. What is needing to be exposed? Again, why are you here? What are you teaching me? So pay more attention. We are returning back to our divine nature. You can go ahead and cue Erica Badu. If we were made in his image, then call us by our name. That, okay, that vibe. All right, so that last little part was essentially the takeaway, but I have some tips for you, and that's why we're moving into illuminated facts. So here we go. All right, so these are some tools to use for listening, reflecting, and experiencing. EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique, amazing tool. I still have to do a little bit more research so that I can explain it to you in a way that you receive it well and that it lands. Uh, But this is something that I'll be uncovering on my Illumi Mommy Instagram page. So stay tuned for that if I do or don't talk about it on the podcast in more depth. So yeah, EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique um, is just an amazing tool. It's just really help me transform my understanding and my healing working through shadow work this is the best this is the freaking best way to move through shadow work and once you learn the ins and ins and outs of EFT tapping then you'll understand it and also when you learn your own language and how you speak to yourself that's really the key in general EFT tapping aside like you need to learn the language in which you speak to yourself um, and become more aware of how you speak to yourself obviously first is it more of a, is it always negatives? And even in that, because there's a, there's a process in changing your language, language to yourself. Like, okay, 
here we are, I'm speaking negatively to myself. Then here I am as I'm moving towards the positive side. Okay, here I am speaking negative to myself, but I always rebound that message with like, okay, that's not how I need to speak to myself. Or uh, you're hitting yourself with like the, I suck, but actually I'm actually pretty good at this. Like that's literally kind of the verbiage that happens when you're EFT tapping. So you're moving yourself out of these negative thoughts, these negative ways of speaking to yourself and you're acknowledging it because those thoughts come up. Okay, they, they come up. No matter how healed we are, these things come up in, in some form or fashion. And so what matters is how we move through that and how we notice it and the fact that we do notice it so that we can be in that more positive framework and mindset. And that's not toxic, toxic positivity either. That's simply like, okay, I've learned how I was speaking to myself and I don't want to speak to myself that way because it really got me nowhere. It really didn't feel good. So let me practice. I'm going to take the steps. This may or may not be easy, but I'm going to take the steps in order to change my language. And so once you learn your language and how you speak to yourself and you choose the language and what in the ways that you want to speak to yourself for your evolution and your betterment, then things are going to drastically change from there. And so I would hi- highly recommend recording yourself um, doing this. Like if you are a journaler, whether you do or don't, like start journaling so that you can see that verbiage on paper and recognize it as you're writing. And then if you want to, you can read the journal or you can do video journals or audio journals so that you can hear yourself and how you're speaking to yourself. That's the quickest way to recognize that. And then you can replay the audios or read the journals and EFT tap to those journals and those uh, recordings. It's a game changer, promise you game changer again even if you don't do the EFT tapping again that's a whole another thing but yes that's the first tip okay so change what you listen to more affirmations and meditation music um big recommendations here for that is uh Tony Jones I am Tony Jones I'll put it in the show notes amazing the best the best affirmation music I've heard I just, yeah. And she just came out with a new album this 2021, the second half. So I think a couple months ago, I don't know. But really good music, especially for women. I definitely think it's something that can be listened to by men as well, um, depending on the song, because she does use the gender of women. So there's that. If that doesn't mess with you, then hey, cool. Uh, It's just really great stuff in there. So I definitely highly suggest that. Also, Hannah Lachey, she makes meditation music. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. I really love her meditation music. It's definitely a great way to start the day. Things that you can listen to in the car, things that you can listen to before you go to sleep, as you rise, as you shower, as you cook, whatever. Okay, so that's another thing, another tip. Tip number three, diversify your podcast. Don't leave me though, okay? Please don't, please don't leave me. <laughs> Just kidding. Switch it up, you know? If, I, if my podcast isn't resonating with you or not all the time, then switch it up. Like I do it all the time. You know, some things just don't resonate the same and that's okay. And maybe you find your way back. Maybe you don't, whatever. But either way, diversify your podcast. If you are, or or find podcasts that speak to your dreams, whether your dreams are related to like technology or fashion, journalism, travel, credit, whatever it is, like find the podcast for that. I promise you somebody out there. If there isn't, then maybe go to YouTube or just start getting books and maybe they have an audio book for that book. Easy peasy, okay? 
Number four, journal. Okay, so I already had that on there. I talked about it earlier. So that's another tip. That's that's number four. Um, I put EFT tipping twice. So apparently I really mean that because <laughs> I do. Um, and then the last tip is try new things and see how it makes you feel. If there's something that you see on um, IG or you see it while you're driving or you're watching TV, it's like something that you really want to do. Like, oh man, it would really be cool to go um, do a soap making class or do a lip gloss making class or learn how to tie ropes or learn how to do basket weaving. Like whatever random thing it is, random or not, like wherever you've seen it at, just like start building a list of those things that you want to do so that you're exposing yourself to new places, new environments, new skills, new tasks, like new hobbies, all this stuff. And see how it makes you feel. Maybe on the first go, it doesn't seem exciting or it's like really hard or whatever it is. Like give it another try. Unless you just really don't like it and it's really not resonating with you. Try something else or find another teacher or class for that. But give it a whirl. See how it makes you feel. And just keep diving through that list or stick with one thing for a while and and go with that. Either way, just explore new things. It could be new restaurants as well or um, new type of water or whatever. Like just... Don't allow yourself to limit yourself to what you already are experiencing. And also when you're compiling this list, it doesn't matter if you think you can afford it or not, or wouldn't be able to do it because of certain limitations, like physically or mentally, just like write it down anyway. Because one, you can have fun imagining it, like doing an imagination meditation with it, like a fantasy type of meditation with it. And then also you just never know what's going to come up, an opportunity to where that class or whatever may be offering like free classes or like a sponsorship or something for you to do it for free. So just write it down. We don't want to, we don't want to just like negate our desires just because of funds or limitations and things. There's other ways to experience it. And there's another time and a place when you can experience it. So yeah, just make the lists, choose something once a month or more often and see how it affects you. Like for me, I really want to go indoor rock climbing. That's something on my list. I also really want to go horseback riding and specifically on the beach. So actually in July, when I have my second retreat, I'm going to do that. I just have to. I really want to ride horses on the beach. I've already ridden horses before. I really love horses, but um, I've been so tapped out of not riding horses. I'm like, geez, I really want to make that a regular just to some degree. I just really want to because I love horses. So that's that. So those are my tips and takeaways. I'm going to leave you with the first quote, which was, again, once you taste the joy of living in beauty and love, you no longer find anything captivating about suffering. Okay. Let that sit. And uh, yeah, we're actually going to move into a new segment from my show. And then that'll be it. So it's time for call me on the conch show. Call me on the conch. This is your opportunity to send in questions, to get a little bit of feedback. I love listening to other podcasts that have this listener letter, call in type of thing. Give your advice because ask me, I be knowing, I know a little bit. It don't even matter if I've experienced it or not. You know, I'm able to be that innocent bystander that we talked about earlier 
and give you my solicited advice because hey, you asked me for a reason, right? And I feel like this would really connect us because I, I would feel like your 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 best friend who wants to help you win and help you see things differently. There's nothing like having new eyes and a new perspective on a situation that you need help with, right? I appreciate it. So this is your opportunity to send in something anonymously or you can send it directly to me. I don't care. Um, I suppose I should make an email for my podcast for this now and for just all things Lumi Mommy. Um, but I'll figure that out and we'll tell you. But for now, I'll probably just do like a poll, a question situation on my Instagram on a Lumi Mommy page or Sankova Birds page. And this is um, this is where you'll insert your questions. So today the question is the question master. Have you ever been in a situation or relationship where the significant other wasn't necessarily cheating on you? However, you weren't really happy with how they were treating you. You hear that? Treating, not cheating. T R versus C H. Some people think that relationships fail or fall apart because they think someone is cheating, C-H, but in reality, or some people's reality, it's not even that. The reality is that the per- the partner treats them sometimes great and then sometimes good. So you being real wishy-washy is what I'm hearing already, okay? So it's an on and off type of thing. This person asks, have you ever been in that type of relationship? And just, oh, I'm sorry, have you ever been in that type of relationship and you just feel stuck because you don't really know what to do because you really care about this person and don't want to step out on them? I hear you, boo. No problem. I'm going to answer that. And I'm actually going to just play the recording um, of my response because this this has already been a conversation. And I was like, you know what? I would love to add this as a segment on my show. Because we illuminating things over here. All right, so I'm going to play that recording and then I'll chime back in, maybe. And then that'll be the end of this episode. It's illuminated, baby. Mm-mm-mm. I personally haven't been in like a real relationship. Um, so there's that. But I would say the relationship that I would think of in this case where it was like, oh, okay, sometimes we're on, sometimes we're off. And, you know, even though it was a friendship that became a situationship without sex or anything, it was actually a very long distance relationship. Um, you know, I was pretty much gaslighted and was dealing with a narcissist. So there's that whole thing. Um, but, you know, just I, I ended the relationship, our friendship multiple times, actually, because I wasn't being served in the ways that I need to be served and fulfilled. And I had expressed that. And he said that he wasn't able to provide it. So just like, well, I'm not going to just like keep being here and, you know, wanting this, but not getting it, you know, and I didn't want to be that person that was going to project. And so, cause I actually was not. So it was wild that he was gaslighting me as if I was <laughs> so. As far as advice, if you were maybe asking for that or just my personal opinion when it comes to something like that, I would say, you know, conversations need to be had. You know, therapy could be had as well. Or I would suggest therapy, couples therapy, especially if you're like 
once you get clear in your desires, I would say that first, if it's you or just in general, whoever the person is, you know, get clear on your desires and like, what are the pros and cons and what do you just simply want and need out of this relationship, you know, for it to, to be successful and for it to move forward, opposed to being in this stagnant space where, um, one could feel like, uh, I don't know, should I be here? Should I not? You know, I have these feelings of wanting to potentially step out in some sort of way, whether that's like sex specifically or, a text or whatever entertaining something else that would maybe consider like disrespect to the relationship mm. my 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 that is my favorite thing to say <laughs> my 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 yeah i that that's what i said that was my response and i'm gonna stick beside it I'm going to stick beside it. Get really clear on what it is that you want and need at this stage in your relationship. And go from there. Have a conversation with your partner about those needs and desires. Figure out a way to approach that. And, uh, I mean, essentially it shouldn't be a hard thing to do to have these conversations. But if that is the case, then like I said, either way I would suggest therapy, a couples therapy. And definitely, if you have a difficult time communicating with your partner on a regular basis, then that's something that I would suggest having a mediator. You know, it's all fun and dandy to speak with other couple friends and things, but that can go south. And you deserve to have a safe and respected space for you and your partner to go and heal and nurture your relationship. People are having, it's not even people, it's just common now, and it always has been common, but especially in this in this time and in our generation, there's so many people in relationships from age 20 to 27, and they didn't have the models of healthy communication, of uh, healthy finances, and so on and so forth, healthy home dynamics. So they're repeating their own respective understanding of relationships in these in these in their own relationships and it's just like this ain't the way (laughs) and wondering why they're stuck in certain cycles and they're having miscommunication issues and so on and so forth having misunderstanding about personal boundaries when it comes to home life sex life finances all these different things and so we have to understand that we have to have these quote unquote, hard conversations, which don't have to be hard to simply, you know, you have to be patient within them, but we have to have these hard conversations when we're going into relationships up front, like having these conversations up front. And that doesn't mean these things have to be deal breakers. And you can also allow it to happen seamlessly. It doesn't have to be forced. Like I have this list of questions here for us to discuss so that we can, like, it doesn't have to be that way. But also if that's how you rock, then hopefully your partner recognizes that within you already. And y'all can have the conversation and it won't be weird or or forced or just some something that ends up putting a strain in the relationship. This is something that's meant to propel you in the relationship to, to create a... Excuse me, my voice is shaking. This is something to help you create a solid foundation in your relationship. So this is good stuff. You know, if y'all have to journal about it separately, if you have this list of questions and you want to journal about it first on your own time or voice record or whatever, and then come together and be like hey this is my answer what was your answer okay cool let's talk about it type of thing that could be a choice as well and and, in everything that was asked in the question and also brought up in my response um 
so yeah that's my answer and i wanted to touch on the the fact that i've have yet to be in an actual relationship i never remember let me say not never but i don't remember sometimes what i've said in other podcasts like these small mentions about myself and i feel like i have mentioned this but in the case that i haven't that in the case that i haven't or you are just listening to this episode for the first time listening to this podcast via this episode for the first time then all i gotta say on that is that i just don't settle and also that that just hasn't been my focus um in my lifetime this far and just now like within this this actual 2020 20 wow this 2021 year is when i have opened my heart and opened my my mind to let me think about why this could be um like on a deeper level not outside of what i already know like oh okay i know i'm not settling because i have these specific standards and these specific desires but also on a subconscious level and a conscious level i felt undeserving of the the things that i wanted in a relationship because of where i was personally and where i am personally and so i had to open my heart and do a lot of heart chakra work so that's what 2021 has been about especially the second part of 2021 i cannot say 2021 um so that is definitely a reason why I have been there and I'm just not one to just be wasting people's time nor my time, hence not settling. And I'm okay with that. I've definitely had relationships such as the one mentioned in the in the beginning with the, the friendship that, that's just a whole nother story, but that friendship situationship type of thing that was like three years and then other relationships that have been like, okay, this is a year, it was also long distance. So just different patterns that I've seen in the people that I have had relations with where we talked quote unquote for, for months at a time or years at a time and it never evolved into something. And so that also speaks to me in requiring or and or setting a boundary for myself and being expressive and okay, what we're not going to do is casually talk or quote unquote talk. I need to be courted. I want to be courted. If that's something that you can handle and do, cool, let's move forward. And then also with that, okay, yes, we've been dating for X amount of time. Things are going well. Like, where are we going? Like, what's the intention with this? I want there to be an intention between us two. I want us to have healthy communication. I want us to ask those questions that I mentioned, those important questions when it comes to, okay, we are... We are dating with an intent to be together. So since this is the case, let's let's have these conversations so that we know where we're moving to. We have a, a goal in mind because I want my relationship to be a partnership. I don't want it to just be something that's just love. Love will be at the root of it all, of all that we do, but I want this to be a partnership. We're, we're doing life together for whatever period of time. That doesn't even mean that we'll be together forever which is a whole nother topic as well and i'm glad someone talked about that recently on instagram i think candace love um and if not her maybe it was alina i think it was alina that i saw it last but yeah just even understanding that like relationships don't last always they don't have to they serve their purpose and then you keep it pushing and also everybody is not monogamous everybody's not polyamorous or polygamous there's different ways there's different relationship styles so yes that's my spiel that was the call on the conch 
and uh, I hope you enjoyed that. So submit your letters, submit your questions to me via my Instagram page, Lumi Mommy, or Sankofa Bird. I'll act soon so that you can submit those and I can pick one or two listener letters. And it can be an actual letter um, or it could be a simple question or whatever, similar to the one today as far as like length and the way you style it. So yeah, I'd love to help you out and you can express if you want it to be anonymous or not like I mean I'm gonna make it anonymous regardless but if you prefer like the gender to not be expressed or whatever um then yeah those are the things so thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loom. it was such a pleasure to be here I had fun and glad that I got out of my head and just recorded the dang episode And I'm just going to continue to remind myself to just do just that. Okay? Again, rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend, and uh, peace. Find out your love language. It's illuminated, baby. (laughs) It's illuminated, baby.